and we continue our series why i must belong to a local church and be committed there why i must belong to a local church and be committed there As a church, we have said that we will only do things that we understand and is well explained in the scriptures. So for some time now, we've been looking at why do we go to church? Why must I belong to a church? What is the church for? And we all agreed to the fact that most of us or quite a number of us, our introduction to church was either by means of a need or a challenge. I remember I was told that if I don't want to go to hellfire, I should go to church. So the reason I started going to church was to escape hell. So the escape to hell is what brought me here. And then when I got there, I realized that there's also an anointing for breakthrough. Or if you want to travel, you want to go places, you go to the church. And then you hear on radio, severally, men of God advertising what God can do if you come. So, the question is, some of these things that is being advertised existed before Jesus came. If it's because of marriage you go to church, people were marrying before Jesus died. So, if na marriage where he come die, then it was a useless death. Because without his death, people were marrying. All the way from Noah's time, people were marrying. So, how can it be marriage as the reason to go to church? Or if money, the richest black man in the world is even a Muslim. He doesn't go to church. Don't go to it. So, if it's because of money, then we also have to find out how come that if God is the one who prospers and make people rich, the number one rich man in the world is not tongue-speaking. The number one black woman man is not tongue-speaking. So, why do we go to church? And then, we also adapted a culture, and some of them, we met it along the way, where sometimes you even go to church and it's as if you are doing the pastor a favor. Or, if your business is doing well, there's no need to go to church. If your husband is not beating you, why do you have to go for prayer meeting? But the moment you start facing challenges, then you become consistent in church. So the question again is, why do we go to church? Why was the church established? 
And that's the journey we've been on until last week we got to the local church. We said the word church in the Greek, which is ecclesia, stands for called out. Called out. So the moment you talk about church, you are talking about a called out people. Called out. And then we said the word church is not a spiritual word. In the Greek, when you say church, you are saying ecclesia. And to the Jew, it's a gathering of people. And for them, because they came out of Egypt, their ecclesia was a gathering of those who were in Egypt that were delivered. And as we've been studying, Whatever happened to the Israelites was to typify what God was going to do in Christ. So they were in bondage. They are delivered. They have been brought out, called out, and then those called out people meet. So if we are to look at the life of the Israelites to compare to what we call church, the same way we were in the bondage of sin, and in the bondage of sin, we've been called out, called out to become an assembly. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So if church, which means called out, a gathering of people who have been called out, When Jesus said, I will build my church, he was then saying, this time is personal. The moment he says, mine, because somebody's car is not your car. So the moment you say, my church, it means your personal church. So Jesus was calling people out. And we've studied that the people Jesus called out is what we call Christians or believers. Christians or believers, those who have believed the gospel are then called out. And then when you are called out, you are not called out to stay at home. You have been called to, they call it bar, eh? you have been called to the bar, or you have been called as a lawyer. And from the day you became a lawyer, or you graduated from the medical school, you decided to be staying at home. Even though you have been called to the bar, when you don't feel like going to the court, you don't go. Even though you say you're a doctor, you don't belong to any hospital. You are just home. Being your own, like people say, you have to know God for yourself. So you are sitting home and buying yourself. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 23. We'll start from there today. Looking at what the local church is. You have gone through matriculation. You have been enrolled in Legon. But you decide to be going to the school once a month. 
sometimes three months, the whole semester, you went to lecture once. It will reflect on your final day. Some of us, the way we go to church is like how, like I said the last time, MBA. Oh no, NFA, Nigeria Football Association. No future ambition. There are people we enroll in school with and their attitude shows you they don't have a plan of going anywhere. If you go to church or if you, if, if you, if you went to lectures, the way you go to church, it would show us the type of graduate you'll be or how your career will be. So imagine even this career that you would retire. You went through school very seriously, making sure you don't miss exams. You never went to lecture room without a textbook or something to write. Yet people come to church without a Bible. You don't write, they come and look at your face. They think you are talking too long. Church, at least 15 minutes. Imagine you went to lecture and all your lecture, the lecturers came in, within 30 minutes they are done. They are gone. What produce or product would you have been? Some lecture starts in the morning and end in the evening. And you never complain. But you come to church. Within 30 minutes, you have started looking at your time. And this is your life. This is your life. If you have been an apprentice before, you're studying any job, you went when you like, as opposed to report as an intern at 8 a.m., you always went at 12, stay and go. How would you learn it? Until we understand that the church is not necessarily a miracle center, but a school where we are trained in Christ, we will never grow spiritually. I've said this before. I'm repeating it again. The essence of coming to church is not to go to heaven. If the reason we get saved is just to go to heaven, the moment you get born again, you should die the next day. Or they should bring you the bus to heaven. Now at Semnedoko. If at the end of the day, the only reason Jesus came to die is for you to make heaven. There will be no need for church. You get saved, bam, the bus is packed. First Corinthians 14, 23. First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 14. Please, when the scripture is mentioned, open it so you follow, so you don't get lost. This is a school we teach, we teach, we teach. Young God. First Corinthians fourteen twenty three. Mm-hmm. If therefore the church, the whole church, be come together into one place, he says. If therefore the whole church be come together be into come one place, together in one place, 
and all speak with tongues. And all the church speaks in tongues. And there come in those that are unlearned. And there comes into our gathering those that are unlearned. Or unbelievers. Or unbelievers. Will they not say that ye are mad? Will they not say that ye we are, are mad? mad? Okay. So very key thing in that scripture that Paul brings to our admonition. He says, if therefore the whole church come together into one place. So there is a distinction between the church. That is a spiritual entity and the place of gathering. There's a distinction between the church, which is the spiritual entity. When you are born again, you have become part of the church. So he says there's a distinction between the church, which he used whole church, spiritual entity and then the place of gathering the place of gathering if therefore the whole church should come together in one place so there is the church as the spiritual entity and then the place of gathering which could refer to the structure A structure. Like this structure, wooden structure. The phrase, the church or whole church, the phrase in that text we just read, the church or the whole church, refers to a people specific. A people specific. So when he says, the church. If therefore the church or the whole church, he's talking about a specific people. Specific people are called the church. And those specific people are those who have believed in the gospel of Christ and are indwelled by the spirit of God. The church refers to a specific people who have believed in the gospel of Christ and are indwelt by the Spirit of God. So when they say we are a church, it means we are a specific people who have believed in the gospel of Christ and we have the Spirit of God in us. And then the term one place refers to same location or a building in the same location. If the whole church therefore shall come together in one place, that phrase one place, I said it refers to a location or a building in the same location. So, it is heresy 
to think you can have church in your house. In court. Definitely, the church can decide to have a home cell in your house. But what I just said, I meant you don't get saved and sleep in your house. Somebody said, Prof, why have you stopped the Zoom service? I really used to enjoy it. Imagine on the day of Pentecost, they were in their house waiting for Zoom. How would they have received the Holy Ghost and be witnesses to us? Some things can be done on the net. Some things can't be done on the net. Interns are not trained on the net. If you want to be a mechanic and you are undergoing training and all your training is on the net, there is no specific place you go to physically to experience what you have learned theologically. It doesn't make sense. It's amazing that it doesn't matter how many years you spend in the classroom, in any field of work, you are expected to go on ground. It doesn't matter how much you know the theory side of whatever you have studied. Practicality cannot be taken out. The same way with our Christian work. There are some things it can never happen to you except you are in the auditorium. Why did Jesus specifically after resurrection he told the disciples tarry at Jerusalem and wait until you are endued with power from on high. should have said, stay in your house. And I'll be sending the Holy Ghost to you there. I think it's in Acts chapter 1, right? Acts chapter 1 from verse 5. So, if you call yourself a Christian and Jesus is your head, please, Coming to church is not Prophet Gilbert's innovation. Christianity involves the called out people who have a place they meet. I go to Upokwai Secondary School from Accra. Even though the school is in Kumasi, I'm a student there, but I'm in my house. Acts chapter 1, verse 5, down. Acts chapter 1, reading from verse 5. But John truly baptized with water, mm-hmm. but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Mm. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know 
the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that he the Holy Ghost is come after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Verse nine. And when he I was had looking for Terry here until Verse what? Verse 4. Verse 4, yeah. Acts 1, verse 4. Mm-hmm. And being assembled together and with them. And being assembled. Believers, we assemble. And being assembled together with them. Commanded them that they should not they depart should from not Jerusalem. Depart. This is Jesus who still instructing a location. They should not depart from Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father. But wait. So, location is important in our Christian work. Location is important. Location is important in our Christian work. Next point. That means, apart from the fact that, that means, apart from the fact that the believer shares the same spiritual heritage, that means, apart from the fact that the believer shares the same heritage, the same spiritual heritage, which is identity in Christ, They also share a common locality. That means apart from the fact that believers share the same spiritual heritage. And our spiritual heritage is our identity in Christ. They also shared a common locality. And in this case, it was Corinth. Example of locality. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 and 2. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 2. Can we turn our Bibles there? A lot of reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Example, verse 1. We are looking at examples of believers meeting in a location. 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. Mm-hmm. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Paul, who was called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Through the will of God. Through the will of God. And Sutness, our brother. Uh-huh. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth. The church was where? At Corinth. At Corinth. So there was a church, Christians, they had a locality, a location they met. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth. Continue, finish it. To them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. To them that are sanctified in Christ Christ Jesus. Jesus, Called to be saints. We are called to be saints. With all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Amen. Amen. Now, other several times in the same letter of Corinthians, he made a distinction between the church that is the spiritual heritage 
And then the place of gathering, that is their coming together. I'll take this point again. Next point. Other several times in the same letter of Corinthians, Paul made a distinction. Paul made a distinction between the church into brackets, their spiritual heritage, that is identity in Christ, and the place of gathering, that is the place they came together. The place of gathering, that is the place they came together. Example is 1 Corinthians 4, 17. 1 Corinthians 4, 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Mm-hmm. For this cause... Is that for this cause, have, have I, sent I sent unto, unto you, Timothy, mm-hmm. who is my beloved son mm-hmm. and faithful in the Lord, mm-hmm. who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways which be in Christ. Who As shall bring you into remembrance of, of my, my ways, ways which, which be in, in Christ. Christ. As I teach everywhere in every church. As I do what? Teach I teach everywhere, everywhere in every, every church. church. So Paul was referring to several other churches. Several other churches. Implying that he taught in gathering of believers in and at different location. Implying that he, Paul, taught in gatherings of believers in or at different locations. So it was not only one place, different locations where believers gather and they are taught. First Corinthians 16 verse 1. First Corinthians 16 verse 1. Another place where there was a church where believers met. First mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 16, the verse 1. First Corinthians 16, 1. Now concerning the collection for the it saints. It says now concerning the collection for saints. As I have given order to the churches of... As I have given order to what? The churches of the Galatia. The churches. So not one church of Galatia. Even so do ye. Even so do you. Verse 19 of the same... 1 Corinthians 16, verse... Yes. 16, verse 19. Uh The churches of Asia salute you. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord. With the church church that that is is in in their their house. house, So there was a church in somebody's house. That was what I was saying earlier on. That believers gathered in somebody's house. Believers gathered in somebody's house. First Corinthians eleven seventeen and eighteen. First Corinthians eleven seventeen and eighteen. When we are not taught properly, we don't know how to live the Christian life. But when we are taught, we are corrected. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 11, verse 17 mm-hmm. and verse 18. Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not. I praise you not. That ye come together not for the better. 
when you come you you come together not for the better but, but for, for the, the worse. worse for first of all for first of all when ye come together when in you the church, do what you come together as a what in the church in the church so as believers we come together in a location uh-huh when ye come together in the church i hear that there be div- there be divisions among, among you, you. And, and i partly believe it. so believers were coming together paul spoke about their gathering and also implied their activities it's a very important point you can write down in this test of scripture paul spoke about their gathering and he also implied activities when they came together so he's speaking about they coming together but he also speaks about the activities when they come together so we don't just come together and sit we come together to engage in something and we'll be looking at some of the things they engaged in when they came together first corinthians 4 verse 17 First Corinthians four seventeen. First Corinthians four seventeen. For this cause have I sent unto you Timothy. He says, For this cause have I sent you Timothy, who is my beloved son, who is my beloved son, and faithful in the Lord, and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways which be in christ which be in christ as i teach everywhere everywhere. in every church you notice that he sent timothy to go and teach them teaching them to bring them to remembrance teaching to bring into remembrance so one of the most important or the very reason we meet is to teach the activities a church is to be engaged in is teaching. First Corinthians fourteen fourteen to seventeen. Let's look at other activities and see if choreography is part of it or beauty pageant. First Corinthians fourteen fourteen. First Corinthians chapter fourteen. Reading from verse 14 to 17. Mm-hmm. For if I pray in an unknown tongue. For if I pray in an unknown tongue. My spirit prayer. Is my spirit that is praying. But my understanding is unfruitful. But my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? What is it then? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with the spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. And I will also. pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit. I will sing in the spirit. And I will sing with the understanding also. And I will also. sing in the understanding also. Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit. Or else when you are blessing with the Spirit. How shall, that, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say, say amen, amen. Mm-hmm. at thy saying of thanks, at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understands not mm-hmm. what thou sayest? Verse 17. For thou verily givest thanks well. Even though you are giving thanks well. But the other is not edified. The other is not edified. So another thing we do in church is we pray and we praise. So we teach, we pray, and we praise. Giving thanks. 
giving thanks. Verse 23 to 26, the same chapter. First Corinthians, First Corinthians 14, 14, verse 23 through to verse 26. Mm-hmm. If therefore the whole church be seen, be come together if into the whole one place, church be come together in one place and all speak with tongues and we are all speaking in tongues so when we come together one of the things we do is that we speak in tongues so when you come to the church and we are all speaking in tongues we are not breaking the bible rule we are actually fulfilling scripture he says if the whole church come together and we speak in tongues and there come in those that are unlearned and there or come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Will they not say that ye are mad? Eh, they will say because they don't understand. They but don't if ye all prophesy. But if we all prophesy. And there come in one that believeth not. And an unbeliever comes in or and there one is prophesied. Uh-huh. He is convinced of all. He is convinced of all. He is judged of all. He is judged of all. And thus are the Secrets of his heart made manifest, manifest. And, and so, so falling mm-hmm. falling down on his face, he will worship God mm-hmm. and report that God is in you of a truth. Twenty-six. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together? When we come together, everyone you consistently of you, see that an instruction of coming together is all over. Coming together as a church is an instruction from our Lord Jesus. When we come together, eh? every one of you has a psalm. Every one of you has a psalm. Has a doctrine. A doctrine. Has a tongue. A tongue. Has a revelation. Has a revelation. Has an interpretation. Has an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. Let everything we do in church be to build people up. So whatever we do in church is not for showmanship. The church is not a place you come and show how powerful your voice is. The church is not an entertainment place. The church is a place where people are built up in the Lord. Let me say this, that the context of 1 Corinthians 14, Paul was teaching about tongue speaking. So... You have to understand the context so that you don't take it out of context. He was teaching about tongues and interpretation, actually. So what he was saying is that we should not only enjoy speaking in tongues, we should also learn to interpret the tongues. That is why he says when somebody who is an unbeliever comes, and we are just speaking in tongues, but when you speak in tongues, you are only edifying yourself. But when you, when you prophesy, you edify another person. So he says we shouldn't just only speak in tongues. We should also desire to interpret it. And I said last week that tongue speaking plus interpretation equals to prophecy. Tongue speaking plus interpretation of the tongues equals to prophecy. So what Paul is saying is that I wish that you all prophesy. First Corinthians chapter twelve verse eighteen. First Corinthians chapter twelve, the verse eighteen. Mm-hmm. But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body, mm-hmm. as it is as it has pleased Him. Mm-hmm. And if they were all one member, 
where if they were all one member where were the body but now are they many members mm. yet but one body okay next point very important but when he said that when ye come together when ye come together in the church when paul said when ye come together in the church when ye come together in the church it was in reference to their gathering It was in reference to their gathering, their gathering, and also the actions that they take or the action that they engage in when they come together in one place. I'm talking about what he said in First Corinthians fourteen twenty three, and if Therefore, the whole church become together in one place and all speak with tongues. I'm saying when he said, when we come together in the church, it was in reference to their gathering and also the activity that they engage in when they come together in one place. So the place of gathering can be referred to as the church. The place of gathering where we gather like this auditorium can be referred to as the church. And we refer to it as a church, not because of the beautiful structure, but because of the presence of believers and the action going on doing our gathering. I'll take that again. It's very important. I said the place that we come together can be called the church. And it's not because of the beauty of the structure, but because of the presence of believers and the action and the actions going on during our gathering. That is what defines the spiritual body. So let me put it in clear terms. If we meet in Sister MFS house. And the reason we are meeting is that believers are coming together and we share the word and we pray. You can call it the church. So what makes the church is not the structure, but the people who come and gather and the activities that they partake when they come together. Is that clear? So the church is not the building. The church is the people who come together in the building and the activities they partake. Before we moved to this land, we used to meet at World Trade Center. And I remember some days, we do our service on Sunday evenings like we've been. On Saturdays, they use the place for parties, club. So on Saturday, it is a club. On Sunday, it's church. What is the difference? It's the same auditorium. But the people who are gathered there and the activities that went on, that's what made it the church. Is that clear? So the church is not because there is a big cross 
at the entrance of the building. That doesn't make you can put a big cross at the entrance and let all Kowu Association of Accra meet there and discuss how we can build schools in Kowu. It will make it a church. The cross does not make it a church. If you like, go and photocopy that picture they call Jesus and put it big there. And when you meet, talk about football. It doesn't make it a church. What makes it a church is the specific people who are guarded and what they are talking about. That is why it would be very wrong that we gather as a church and we are discussing business. 14 steps to be relevant in the marketplace. Number one, position yourself. Number two, have vision. How can that be a church? That's Gimpa. So what makes the church the church is the caliber of people and the activities that goes on. Is that clear? Are you following me, please? Okay. Let's look at still other references. Romans chapter 16, 1. Romans 16, 1. Romans chapter 16, verse 1. Mm-hmm. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister. Phoebe, our sister. Which is a servant of the church. Which is a servant of the church. That which servant is, also means minister. I'll be talking about it later on. But please, women can be pastors. Doing the work of God is neither gender doesn't play any role. Anybody can be a pastor. There is nowhere in the Bible that says... A woman can't be a general overseer. It's just that it shouldn't be an inheritance from your husband. Because the church is not a family business. A woman can inherit the pastor, uh, the husband, by merit, not by marriage. If your husband is a lawyer and he didn't go to law school, do you automatically become a lawyer? You don't. So, but it does not mean the pastor's wife can't be a pastor if it's by merit. Is that clear? So, we had a sister, Phoebe, who is the minister of, or you can say the pastor of the church, which was where? Ascensia. Ascensia. So, that church in Ascensia, their head pastor was a woman. Verse 5. Romans 16, verse 5. Mm-hmm. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Mm-hmm. Salute my well-beloved Phanitos, I do so. who is the first fruit of Asia unto Christ. I have a junior book to be watching. Verse 15 to 16. Romans 16. Romans 16, verse 15 and verse 16. Mm-hmm. Salute Philogos uh-huh. and Julia, mm-hmm. Nereus mm-hmm. and his sister, and Olympus, mm-hmm. and all the saints which are with them. Salute one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. The churches of Christ salute you. 23, verse 23. Romans 16, verse 23. Mm-hmm. Gaius, mm-hmm. mine host. Gaius, my host. 
and of the whole church and of the whole church salutes you salute you erastus erastus the chamber the chamberlain of the city saluted you mm-hmm. and quatos a brother okay first corinthians 14 33 first corinthians chapter 14 the verse number 33 mm-hmm. for god is not the author of confusion mm-hmm. but of peace as in all the churches of as the saints. In all the churches of the saints. Of the saints. First Corinthians sixteen one. First Corinthians chapter sixteen verse one. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches in Galatia, even so do ye. The churches in Galatia. Second Corinthians chapter one verse one. Second, Second Corinthians, Corinthians chapter one, verse one. Second Corinthians one one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, mm-hmm. and Timothy our brother, mm-hmm. unto the church of God which is at Corinth. Unto the church of God which is at Corinth. With all the saints which are in all Achaia. Second mm. Corinthians chapter eight, verse one. Second Corinthians eight chapter one eight the verse number Moreover, one brethren we do you to wait of all of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. The churches of where Macedonia. Macedonia. So there were churches all over in Macedonia. Galatians chapter one one and two. Galatians chapter one verse one and verse two. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, mm-hmm. but by Jesus Christ, the God and and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren which are with me, unto the churches of Galatia. Unto the churches of Galatia. First Thessalonians one one. Before Timothy is Thessalonica. First Thessalonians chapter one. Verse 1. Mm-hmm. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy mm-hmm. unto the church of Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you. So and there was pe- also a church in Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. First Thessalonians chapter 2, 14. the verse number 14. For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God which is which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. In Judea in Judea. So there were churches also in Judea. Ephesians chapter one verse one. Ephesians chapter one the verse number one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus. The saints which are at Ephesus. So you can see that they are saints and they had a locality, a local assembly, what we call the local church. You can't be a believer and you don't belong to any local church. You can't be a believer and you don't belong to a local church. Which church are you identified with? Philippians chapter 1, 1 and 2. Philippians is just the next book after Ephesians. Philippians 1, verse 1 and verse 2. Mm-hmm. Paul and Timothy, 
the servant of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi. All the saints of Christ, which are at Philippi. The saints had a location. Mm-hmm. Which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you, Grace be and, unto peace, you and peace and from peace. God our Father and from the Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 2. Next book. Colossians 1 mm-hmm. verse 2. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae. To the saints and faithful brethren which, which are, are at Colossae. Colossae. Grace and peace unto you Grace and, and peace, peace from God you. our Colossians Father. Colossians 4.13 Colossians chapter 4 the, verse. the reason I'm giving you several evidences so you understand why we gather. It's not one verse of scripture. Every believer must belong. And we'll be talking about it. Not just some people, they are there. But we see them once a year. You see whether that's how it is in the Bible. So are you following the Bible or you have created your own Christianity? Colossians Colossians 4, 4, verse 13. For I bear him record. For I bear him record. That he has a great zeal for you. He has a great zeal for you. And for them that are in Laodicea. And for them that are in what? Laodicea. Laodicea. And them in Hierapolis. So places, location. Continue to 16. Verse 14. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. So Luke, even though he's a physician, he still had time for the work of God. Salute the doctor. Can you imagine that Luke, a medical doctor, wrote the book of Acts of Apostles and wrote the book of Luke? He was a true disciple. He had time to write the things, the information he gave us. And he was still a practicing physician. You can never be too busy for God. It is just a choice. Priority in life. I can show you several, but there were politicians who were disciples. Rich men. Even though they had money, they still had time. Joseph of Arimathea was a rich man and a disciple of Jesus. Disciple means he was a student of Christ. Student of Christ. Whatever you are passionate about, whatever you love, you have time for. Some men, they claim business. Yes, they have busy to date three girls at the same time. It's what you love. If you are passionate about God, as you claim to be, you will have time. You have time. You have time, oh. You have time. Are we here? What verse were you at? Verse 14. Mm-hmm. Luke, the beloved physician mm-hmm. and Demas, greet you. Mm-hmm. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphas 
and the church which is in his house. Mm-hmm. And when this epistle is read among you, and when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans. Let me tell you something. The way we do Christianity, or your mobile. In those days, there were no printing presses. So they didn't have the Bible like you have. It has been printed, recorded. When they went to church, this epistle was read to our master. It was read. The whole church gathered and they read it. No recorder. No printing press. So as they are reading, you are taking notes. And that's how they live their Christian life and made the impact they made. We have all the benefits. They record, you don't even listen to the message. You are not buying it. It's for free. Ask yourself. When last did you take time off to listen to a message and write notes in your house. These are the things we'll be judged with though. The grace you receive, what you did with it. Somebody didn't have. There are several places in China. They don't allow the Bible there. But when you want to, if you want to talk about a place that the gospel is spreading most, is in China now. They are hiding. And when they get a Bible, Jesus Christ, they cherish it. You, you can walk to any shop and buy a Bible, yet you don't have one. You find it too difficult to carry Bible to church. You prefer your phone. Think about it. Obisha China, baby. Design. I hear there are certain places... Those who have been arrested because of the gospel, they tear the pages and they memorize it and you pass it on. Because it's not allowed. Nobody is putting restrictions on you. You don't have a Bible. You can carry that your heavy bag with all the Timber inside. Sometimes I don't. I wonder what is in the bag of women. It's so heavy, eh? As somebody said, "Men bag kratum," and they're able to carry it all. And they'll give you an excuse why they don't have a Bible. Why? Ask yourself, why do you think it's so difficult to carry a Bible? If you value God, and all it takes is just carry a Bible, and open pages and read, you know how to buy a newspaper. And read people's opinion. But God's message for your life. You find it difficult. You find it difficult. People go to board meetings. They are writing, taking notes. They are still recording. Because they don't want to miss any information. That was given by men. Man, oh man. Man's meeting, Charlie. We have a board meeting. You have to be serious. Come early. And they are taking no paying attention. They don't want to miss anything a man has said. Yet they come to church, they don't take notes. Where is your value system? 
Mm. Have you read the 16? Colossians 4 16. Mm-hmm. And when this epistle and is when read this among epistle you, is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans. Cause that it be read in the church of the Laodiceans. Laodiceans. And that ye likewise read the epistles from Laodicea. First hmm. Timothy three five. First Timothy chapter three, the verse number five. Mm-hmm. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? The church of God, verse 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15. For if I tarry, for if I tarry long, mm-hmm. that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. There is a behavior in the house of God. And Which, in the coming weeks, we'll be looking at that. The conduct in the house of God. How you ought to behave yourself. In the house of God. In the house of God. Which is the church of the living God. The house of God is the church of the living God. The pillar and ground of the, the truth. The pillar and ground of the truth. Hmm. The word house. Is the Greek word oikos, O-I-K-O-S. O-I-K-O-S. Why is he saying house of God, house of God? That's why I'm trying to help you. It implies family. Or a household. Oikoyos imply a family or a household. And this defines the use of the word church. As we read in this scripture, as it relates more with the family of God. I'll take that again. I said the word oikoyos, it implies family or a household. And this defines the use of the word church in the scripture we just read. The household of God or the the house of God or the house of the living God as we read. And I said it relates more with the family of God. Firstly, as a spiritual fact, which is then translated into a local church. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that the church is a family. And the church is a family of God. It is first a spiritual family, and then the spiritual family has a locality, what we call the local assembly. Are you following? The local church, next point, therefore can be described, the local church, therefore can be described, the local church, therefore can be described, 
as the gathering of believers, the local church can therefore be described as the gathering of believers into bracket who are members of the church universally. Who are members of the church universally in a particular location at a particular time on particular days of the week. I take that again. So the local church, therefore, can be described as the gathering of believers into bracket those who are members of the universal church in a particular location at a particular time on particular days of the week. So when we say a local church, you are talking about we having a particular location, a particular time we meet, and particular days of the week we meet. And it's not only Paul who is saying this. Other apostles also spoke concerning the gathering of believers. Other apostles also spoke concerning what we refer to as the local church, what I'm teaching you today. We start from the writer of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10 and 12. Hebrews chapter 2, from verse 10 through 12. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, reading from verse 10 through to verse 12 for it became him for it became him for whom all are all things for whom are all things and by whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory in bringing so it is by jesus who brought many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation to make perfect. the captain of their salvation perfect here this, this your salvation's perfection is not in your hand you don't perfect your salvation. It is Christ Jesus who perfects your salvation. If you can save yourself, you can perfect your salvation. It is Jesus who saved you. Salvation is the sole work of God. No human input. You are a son or a daughter of your father and mother. What contribution did you contribute to give birth to you? Tell me. Did you feed them so that they give birth to you? The same way, salvation is simply being born by God. A child does not play any role in their conception and delivery. So how can you play a role in how you were born spiritually? Absolutely not. Please continue. In bringing many sons unto glory. In bringing many sons unto glory. To make the captain of their salvation perfect. To make the, the, the captain, of, captain their salvation of their salvation perfect through, through suffering. suffering. For both he that sanctifies. For both he, that is Jesus who is sanctifying. And they who are sanctified. And you and I who he are sanctified. Are all of one. We are all of one. So it also tells you that, this scripture is telling you. That he didn't just give birth to you. 
He also made you holy. You don't make yourself holy. Christ made you holy. Very important. He says, he that sanctified you and you that you have been sanctified. He said, you are one. You are the same. For which cause he is not ashamed. He says, because he has sanctified you. He is not ashamed ashamed to call them brethren. To call you his brother. Saying, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. He says, I will declare your name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. Hallelujah. Glory. Mm. Next point. So the first thing that the writer of Hebrews did was to explain the believer's identity with Christ. The first thing the writer of Hebrews does is to explain our identity with Christ, saying we are brothers. Last week I told you that the word brethren is the Greek word, what? You remember? Edaphos, which means from the same womb or from the same parentage. So you and Jesus are siblings. So the writer of Hebrews explains the believer's identification with Christ in the resurrection. Our identification with Christ in the resurrection and then we are called sons of God. Because we identify with Christ by virtue of his resurrection, we are also called sons of God. Are you following please? We are also called his brethren. We are called his church. And all these are spiritual realities. So understand that being a son of God is a spiritual reality. Being a sibling of Jesus is a spiritual reality. Being his church is a spiritual reality. It's spiritual. So, somebody can say, I'm not free. God has not also used you here. It's a spiritual reality. So, because it's a spiritual reality, it doesn't make common sense. It's a spiritual reality. Are you here? He explains further in chapter 12, verse 22 to 20. For Hebrews chapter 12, 22 to 24. The writer of Hebrews is explaining this reality. Hebrews chapter 12, verse Pay attention. 22. This is one of the misquoted scriptures. Christopher, heaven be a conjomo per scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. But ye are come unto Mount Zion. He says, you have come unto Mount Zion. And unto the city of the living God. And unto the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem. And to an innumerable company of angels. And to an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. So, oh God. He says, that... Heavenly Jerusalem, that innumerable company of angels, it is the general assembly 
and, and church the church of the firstborn. So the heavenly Jerusalem is the general assembly and church of, of the, the firstborn, firstborn, which is what? Which are written in which heaven. Which are written in heaven. And to God the judge of all. And to God the judge of all. And to the spirits of just men made perfect. And to the spirit perfect, of just men made perfect. that are made perfect. Verse now look 20. at something, please. Okay, have you finished 24? Verse 24. Uh-huh. And to Jesus. And to Jesus. The mediator of the new covenant. Who mediated the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling. And to the blood of sprinkling. That speaketh better that things, speaketh than, better than, things the than the blood of, blood of Abel. Abel. Please watch this. There is an end between the general assembly and the church of the firstborn. Have you seen it? The verse 23. Verse 23. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. To the general assembly and church. The moment you see that end, it sounds as if it's a conjunction. Now, the word end in the Greek is the word kai, K-A-I. K-A-I, which can either be conjunctive or explanatory. The word end in the Greek. When the Greek uses kai, which the English pronounces as end, is either a conjunctive or explanatory, depending on the context of the use by the author. Is either a conjunctive or explanatory depending on the context and the use of the author. In this context, it is explanatory. In this context, is explanatory. As the word church itself implies assembly. In this context, it is not a conjunctive, it's rather explanatory because the word church in itself, ecclesia, means assembly. So, we will go back to the verse 23 and read it as an explanation. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23. So start from 22. Reading from verse 22, Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 12. But you have come unto Mount Zion. And unto the city of the living God. To the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. Now, the word city there, the original Greek is not city as in a town. The word, the original Greek there means people. So when you come to Mount Zion, you have come to the people of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem. And to an innumerable company of angels. Uh-huh. To the general assembly. To the general assembly, which, which is, is the church of the firstborn. The word firstborn. end being explanatory means the general assembly, which is the church. So the general gathering, 
which is the gathering of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. Which are written in heaven. When and you are born again, you are inducted into the family of heaven. So he's saying that when you believe the gospel, you have joined the family of heaven. You have joined the assembly of the living God, the family. Are you here? So the writer is referring to a spiritual assembly which is in Christ. A spiritual assembly which is in Christ. So you have come to Mount Zion unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, which is the church of the firstborn. The firstborn is Jesus. So he's saying that it's a spiritual assembling which is in Christ. Our coming together is in Christ. That means coming into the church of the firstborn, which is Christ, is by faith in the gospel. Coming into the church of the firstborn, how does somebody join that assembly? It is by believing in the gospel. The general assembly, which is the church of the firstborn, the only way you become part of that assembly is when you believe in the gospel. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. How do I join the heavenly Jerusalem. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 and verse 3. Mm-hmm. For unto us was the gospel preached. For unto us was the gospel preached. As well as unto them. The same way it was preached unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. But the word that was preached to them did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that had it. Because they who had it. They didn't apply faith. They For didn't we, believe. Verse 3. For we which have believed do enter into rest. But we who believe, we entered into that assembly. As he said. As he said. As I have sworn in my wrath, mm-hmm. if they shall enter into my rest, mm-hmm. although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. In the same letter again, the writer of Hebrews speaks concerning the physical gathering of believers. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. My last scripture. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and verse 25. Mm-hmm. And let us consider one and one another. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love. So we provoke one another unto love and to good works. And unto good works. What is the good work we should provoke each other? He says you should provoke each other unto good works. Not, 
What good works is the writer of Hebrews instructing us to provoke one another? He says what? Not forsaking the assembling of the of ourselves together. He says provoke people in love to tell them not to stop coming to church. As the manner Share, of some is. Because in Kofobia I say I'm sorry. But exalting one another. But you should exalt one another. And so much the more. He said, and so much the more. As ye see the day approaching. Take it again. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and verse 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love. Or see, we should consider one another. And we should provoke each other. Unto love, unto love and to good works. Which is doing good works. What's the good works? Not forsaking the assembly so of ourselves you. together. Are you coming to church? As the manner provoke of, one another because as the manner of some is. Some have decided not to be coming. But exalting one another. But we should exalt one another. And so much the more so he said, we should exhort one another to be meeting more. As ye see the day approaching. As you see the day approaching. approaching. So our last point for the day, which I'll continue next week from provoking. He instructed believers, members of the church. The writer of Hebrew instructed believers who are members of the church of the firstborn not to forsake the gathering of believers, the local church. When we meet to pray from Wednesday to Friday, come and pray. It is an instruction. When we come for Thursday service, don't stay in your house or stay in the traffic. Said, I should provoke you. Mean control. When was the last time you came to a Thursday meeting? Those days, yes, and come there. We have fair seat. To provoke you, stop that bad character. When we meet on Sunday, don't become occasional. Go, you don't go to church on occasionally. How do you see God? You ask yourself. If you really value God in your heart, how are you treating his instruction towards you? And having a relationship with God without a gathering. What type of relationship is that? Some of us, when we are even sick, we go to work. Hey, meet me in the hole. You want to go. But you even the weather will tell you, oh, they are sorry, Master. Amazing. How do you see God? Look, everything we do, we do based on value. The Bible says we should measure ourselves. Have you valued God in the year 2020? Ask yourself, if today was judgment day, and you are going to be judged by what you did, it's not to take you to hell. No. Reward and suffering of lust. That's it. And when we come to church and we are preached from the word of God, it is God speaking to you. 
I'm not saying thou sayest the Lord doesn't mean God is not speaking to you. If you read the Bible, all scripture is profitable for teaching, instruction, correction. You can decide to listen. You can even decide to be angry. All those things doesn't matter. One day you account for it. It is my duty to provoke you into good works. So that's what I'm doing. I'm preaching to you that it's a bad character. You should stop. When you do that, it just shows you don't value God. Because you value money, you don't miss 6 a.m. If you fear, who could you when we have appointment with men, we don't want to miss it. Do you value money more than God? It's questions you should ask yourself. When it is dangerous to go out, you can be you take the danger, the risk to go and do business. But to come to church, you will give excuse. You can go anywhere in risk. But when we talk about church, you will say Corona is in church. You ask yourself, are you valuing money above the work of God? Five times in a week. 4 a.m. Some of you, because of where you live in your office. Ebim class or 3 a.m. You do it every day. From Monday to Friday. And we come to church Thursdays. We start at 6. We close at 8.30. Two and a half hours. It's too much. Why do you say that? In Tibua, where do you say that? One hour. Never come to start open prayer. Never. In your Christian life. And every day you are being corrected over the same thing. Is a sign of rebellion. I am asked to provoke you into good works. Don't say 2021 I will change. Change now. It's just a few days to 20. It's not anything. When you hear the word of God, they said that the gospel that was preached to us, it was preached to them, but it didn't profit them because they didn't add faith to it. So a message can be preached to all of us everybody and how they receive it. It is a decision you must take personally. Your attitude towards church. Your attitude towards the gathering of saints is a question you answer one day. So you can't tell me you love God more than anything in your life. But your attitude towards God and men, towards God and money, towards God and entertainment, towards God and adoring, towards God engagement, towards God, funeral, towards God, party. Party, somebody's party, you go and sleep in the person's house to wake up at dawn to help them. When have you ever come to church to come and help set up the place? Ask yourself, what value are you placing on your spiritual life that is an eternal work? This thing is forever. And the earlier you do it, the better. In this year, several people have gone out to preach. Men have been saved. People have spoken in tongues. Ask yourself, who did you preach to? 2020. 
Did somebody know Jesus because of you? Did somebody speak in tongues because of you? How many people got saved? What record are you putting up in heaven? You are in a church. We wake up at dawn every day, praying for souls to be won. The pastor has been talking about soul winning. My duty is to preach to you. Your duty is to listen and obey. May me dear we are. Acts chapter 20, verse 20. Acts chapter 20, the verse number 20. Mm-hmm. And how I kept back nothing. How I, Gilbert, I kept back nothing. That was profitable that unto you. That is profitable for your spiritual growth. But have showed you. But I have shown you through the scriptures. And have taught you publicly. And I have taught you what? Publicly. Publicly. And from house to house. Ah, some of you, I will call you, send you a message. To tell you. Uh-huh. So there's public and there's private. Uh-huh. Testifying both to the Jews mm-hmm. and also to the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Repentance toward God mm-hmm. and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and now, behold... Mm-hmm. I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, mm-hmm. not knowing the things that shall befall me there, mm-hmm. save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, mm-hmm. saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Mm-hmm. But none of these things move me. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life Neither dear do unto I myself, count my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course. So with I joy. finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Verse 25. Mm-hmm. And now behold, 28. and now behold, I know that ye all mm-hmm. among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God mm-hmm. shall see my face no more. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, I take you to record this day. So today, as I, I take you to record this day. That I, I am, am going home to eat. <laughs> that I am pure from the blood of all men. Uh-huh, I am what? Pure from so the blood. So if I say what I have to tell you, I am pure of your blood. Man can't I am not pure of it. For uh, I have, uh-huh. for I have not shunned because to declare unto I have you. not shunned to, to declare, declare unto you, you the full all the counsel the of God. The full counsel I have told you. As your pastor, I have told you, latiness is dishonor to God. Inconsistency in your work with God is dishonor to God. Because you do these things for men. You do these things for money. So if you do these things for men and for money, and you do less for God, you are disrespecting God. So I have not shown telling you the truth of God's word. So your attitude after you have heard, now your own. I have not shown telling you that don't play with your spiritual life. Oh. Don't play. Don't play. Listen to me. Oh. Don't play with your spiritual life. Somebody is being beaten because of the gospel. Somebody wants somebody to tell them these things. Sometimes I don't even know what you are there now. Show yes. Who are baby? Who are you baby? Who are ma? 
Some don't have what you have. And for the rest of your life, if you dedicate your life in serving God, at this your age, some of you at this young age, that's the time you commit your entire life to God and his work. Don't wait till you're on a sick bed. Then you're looking for a pastor. Yo, I have not shown to tell you the truth. Verse 28. Uh-huh. Take heed therefore unto yourselves. I have taken therefore heed. And to all the flock. All this flock. Over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. And to do what? To feed the church of God. Them. I have fed you. Which he has purchased with his own blood. I have fed you. Rise up. 